righty, so today we're um, going to be finishing up. Uh, we're going to finish up our series that we've been talking about now, I think, for about six weeks. The name of the, the, the series has been Deceived, and that was kind of maybe a weird topic. You're like, are we really going to start out the new year talking about people who are deceived? And, 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 and those people are us, maybe, right? Uh, we're like, couldn't you come up with a happier thing for the new year? You know, something like Jubilee, year of Jubilee, something like that, something that makes us. Uh, but we're in First John. We've we've dug into the entire book here, and there's so much more. You know, that's the cool thing about the Bible is, is we can dig a little bit, um, but there's more to be dug out. Uh, there's more. That's what's so exciting about the Word of God, and uh, hopefully, we're learning things that are really applying to our hearts that it isn't just informational, all right? Hopefully you are. I always encourage people, take note. Anytime the Bible is open, take notes. Not because you may never go back and read those again, but there's something about taking a note that like implants it into your brain a little bit, you know? It just kind of helps you remember it. It maybe even helps you throughout your week. But hopefully this isn't just informational because, because to John, who wrote this book, it wasn't information to him. And remember, we started out, and he, he appealed to his hearers. Amen. He, he said, this Jesus, I've been with him. I've embraced him. I've seen him. I've seen what he's done. I've seen him, you know, his resurrection. I've seen, I've experienced that. I've seen him come back, and he spoke with us. And John is appealing that I actually am speaking on authority, that I'm not talking about a Jesus that is made up but as an authority I, i've actually been there and in fact john says in chapter one he said i'm actually just relaying to you words that he told me amen okay this isn't like my brother's uncle's sister told me this is no jesus told me this and remember the context and if you don't Here's one of the things. There may be a point or two in the sermon you're like, wow, that was helpful. There may be none in the sermon that you find particularly helpful or good, okay? But if you can learn something each week, and not just on Sunday, but when you're in group of three, family group, wherever you are, it's learning to handle the Bible. Amen. And really learning to handle it um, in a way that is not just correct, but it's responsible and it's reliable and you're learning. And so remember, yeah. as we read 1 John... Um, if you if if we don't have the context of why it's written, we can take this book into places that it is not meant to go. All right, because and that's one of the greatest mistakes we make today. And this is all of us. We tend to read the Bible and we immediately are like, OK, this is what that means today. We immediately bring it in our world. But remember, there's a principle you always want to remember when you read the Bible that a passage cannot mean to us what it never meant to its original hearers. Yeah, amen. Ever. It can't ever be the case, all right? So really think through that. It can't mean. So part of our digging is getting back to figure out what did the original hearers of this writing, what did they hear? And John uses extremely challenging writing here because you know as we're going through it isn't it interesting he he says guys if you claim to be in jesus but you live in the dark john says you you lie how would you like to have a friend like john <laughs> all right it's not like you're getting together and have a devo together he's gone you know if you claim to do this and, and and by authority of being with jesus 
He's saying you can't claim to do this, like follow him and live this way. Wow. Yeah. All right. And so he's reminding them, but there's a very specific, when it comes to the context, there's a very specific thing happening, okay? And it's a form of, some of you guys may be familiar with this, it's a form of Gnosticism, okay? And you guys, that you may go, what on earth is that? I don't even know what you're talking about. Basically, you, you had a group later would become more um, kind of together on their teaching, but you had the Gnostics um, that basically taught, we know something different about Jesus than you know than the average Christian would know we know something more and in fact it's different even than the gospel you've heard and what they were hearing at this time is they had brothers and sisters that would come in and say hey do you know that Jesus Olivia did you know Jesus never came in the flesh that's one of the things they were being told was Jesus couldn't have because because your flesh, like Patrick's flesh, is filthy, all right? And all of us, you're like, not just Patrick, okay? It's like, what's up with that, man, all right? But our flesh, the belief was your, who you are like in the physical body is so dirty, God could never have put his son in the flesh, all right? And it didn't just stop there, because you may stop and think, and you're like, okay, so what's the big deal? Except they went further and they said, the reason because your body is so corrupt, it doesn't even matter how you live. Like you can't help living sinfully. In fact, the message you heard about following Jesus, no, that wasn't the right message. Because you can't possibly live that way. In fact, what you do in your body doesn't matter. That was the teaching. Right? Can you imagine being in church and you're hearing like, hey, it doesn't matter what, how you live at all because you can't possibly live in a way that is godly. There's no way possible. And we may even think, wow, that would be weird if we heard that in church, but we do hear that today. Yeah. We do hear that today. We do hear messages that's like, hey, don't work, like try to obey God, but you can't really do it. Like don't, be legalistic in like, if you're trying that hard to follow Jesus, you're probably being legalistic. That's like a really important, that's like a big message in our world today. And essentially we're saying the same things that the Gnostics said, which is, no, I mean, don't feel bad, David. Don't, don't feel bad. You <laughs> give into it, in fact. All right. And these things were happening. Uh, this is what was going on. And John is specifically addressing that. You know what's interesting about the Bible is you read it, and probably if you've been around church in any way, shape, or form over the last five to ten years in your life, there are probably certain verses that you love. And those verses probably are ones like, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. <laughs> right? Which is, that's a great verse, by the way. Amen. Except it, it, it isn't why the Broncos beat the Patriots. <laughs> All right. It isn't why Peyton Manning went out, you know, and he's like, I can do, God was on my side today and I can do, I cannot study for that exam, but I can do all things through him who gives me strength and God, and God will give me A's. And I'm like, wow, that's a really interesting theology. <laughs> but some, but our favorite verses sometimes tend to be about what we get. Yeah. Right. Except, you know, what's great about the Bible is, is we learn from the word of God that sometimes we're called to do things that are scary. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we're called to talk about things with one another that you don't want to talk about. You know, you get that feeling like your heart starts fluttering and your stomach is all like nervous. And, all, and, and 
really the Bible is saying, no, this is what I need you to do. Okay, this, this really needs to happen, you know. So where are we going to go with today? Let me turn on my clicker here. So this is our text, 1 John 5. This is just a little snippet. What I love about the Bible is if you, if, if you slow down enough and kind of let the words kind of trickle down, there's a weight to the Word of God. All right, in our world, like fast-paced, like we got to have it now. I want to get through this quickly. We forget some of the greatest little morsels in the Bible. In 1 John 5, 13, John says, I write these things to you. What are those things that he's writing? What, what does he mean? I write these things. What things? Right, all everything that came before this, everything that came before this, I write to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. You, you, you know, sometimes you think about that and you think, well, John would make a horrible church leader today. You mean you want people to be like, Certain they have eternal life? You know what that leads to, right? I mean, we're just going to go all loosey-goosey, man. People are going to do whatever they want, right? I mean, the proper way to motivate Christians is like you remind them like, dude, you, you probably aren't going to make it. <laughs> you, you, you aren't as good as you think, right? Like fear motivation, like that's us though, huh? That's not the, John's thing is, is I write this to you. And you know, when you slow down and you hear those words, he goes to you who believe in the name of the son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. Can you think of any greater motivation in the world than going, wow, okay. He wrote, man, we've just read a bunch of things by John that are hard. (laughs) Like he's basically called us out. He has come at us. He has said, man, if you claim this and do this, and, if, and, and that, that's a great lesson for us to learn as we use the Bible is sometimes we're like all truth and no grace. And then we're like, no, I'm going to be all grace and no truth. That's not okay either. All right. Jesus came full of both. Amen. John handles this perfectly. He says, I write this to you. And, and you just think about it. and You're like, wow, eternal life. And it brings to mind some of the things that John has already written about. Mm -hmm. The hard things. When he says, hey, don't love the world or anything in the world. Doesn't that put it into perspective where you're like, oh, yeah. What could I possibly go after here in the world that would be better than eternal life? That makes total sense. Maybe the hardest section in the whole book, don't love the world. But he reminds us, hold on a minute. I want you to put your brain 150 years into the future. What will you be really glad you went after? What will be the thing? Will it be the occupation? Or will it be the money? Or will it be the notoriety? Or will it be what people think about us? Will will any of that matter? Or if you're just like, you're, you're just 150 years later, you're, you're hanging out in paradise 
you know that once Jesus comes back, we are going to heaven with him. And you're going, wow, I would have given anything. I would have taken anything. I would have suffered more for this. There's nothing. That, that's what he's kind of pointing us to. But, you know, he says something interesting here. He says, to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. You know, this is one of those verses that you pluck just the verse out of context. And you're like, see, you, I believe in the name of the Son of God. And we forget that, hold on a minute, he described the Son of God throughout his, his writing. Each chapter, he described the authentic Jesus. He described him, and he may have been a Jesus as we've like studied these things out, that you may have looked at it and said, I never knew that Jesus. Like, I heard of another Jesus. And we're going, oh my goodness, is he... Here's the truth of the matter is, is it's, it's probably a really good chance that every one of us at some point have been introduced to a Jesus that isn't the Bible Jesus. But, but the name, this is what we fall for. And we forget that Satan as the ultimate deceiver, right, that he masquerades as an angel of light. He's not like this scary guy. He's masquerading. And you think, wow, what would be better than to get people to believe in Jesus, but not Jesus Christ? Like Jesus, another Jesus. Like the, na- like the identity that goes with the name matters. And sometimes we forget because we can go and read the Bible and we can even hear people talking about Jesus. And we're going, hold on a minute. That's not the, that's not what, this is not Jesus from here. That's a good Jesus. And there are lots of good Jesuses that have been taught and proclaimed. But we're required to know this Jesus. And you think, well, do names really matter that much, you know? I mean, I was talking to Juliana about this today, this morning. I said, you know, it's funny. Yup, whoops. Why is my clicker not working? You all know Josh. Josh, right? And y'all know Josh. Right, Juliana's dating Josh. It doesn't matter. It's Josh. I mean, as long as Juliana has, like, the right attitude, and she means well, she's like, Josh Fairchild comes to pick her up for a date, and she's like, I went out with Josh. But, But don't worry. Man, his heart was in the right place, and so was mine. I'm dating Josh, right? And you're going, well, you know Josh and Josh. Man, they have a lot in common. They're both white guys. They're in the Clemson Foothills Church Campus Ministry. You know, they've been disciples for a couple years. We could make a list of all of the things they have in common. And if I asked Juliana, you know, she wouldn't know exactly who her boyfriend is. All right, it wouldn't be like, oh man, they have so much in common. <laughs> Who is that that I'm dating? Well, it's Josh. That's all that matters. You go like, well, Josh. Well, but it doesn't matter. And then you know, no, but y'all, no, Josh too. That's Josh. And Josh is our brother, and he's in the Carolinas too. And there's even more. And so why I'm saying that is because in in normal life. We're like, wow, the identity, the personality, the specificity that comes with the name matters, right? And we know that, yet sometimes we forget. And 
even here's what happens, and this happens to me too, is you read the Bible and you go, wow, this is different. I mean, I grew up, uh, I grew up in a church that really taught very different teachings than what's in the Bible, all right? And I remember reading about it and going, oh man, this is so scary because, uh, okay, let me just figure out a way that I can match up the two Jesuses and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and we kind of forget that what Jesus calls us to do is if we learn, if we meet Jesus in the Bible and he's not the same Jesus, that we've got to talk to people and one another and go, hey, let's, let's meet the real Jesus. Amen. Like that's our responsibility um, but sometimes, you know what Satan kind of puts in our head is, is, oh, man, well, I don't want to make people feel bad, and I don't want to be judgmental, and I don't want all of these things, except the identity of Jesus matters. And we've got to be sharing that, right? <clears throat> Everyone remembers, you know, she, Megan got married this year, right? I mean, and it was very exciting and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, um, she's married to this handsome fella right here. That's him, yeah. Patrick. And... Uh, but you know what? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Patrick. Megan's matter, married to Patrick. Right? Doesn't matter. And Megan's going, you, come on. And Megan's going, wow. <laughs> it matters, okay? <laughs> and why I say that is because this, this is John's point. In writing this book right here, John's point is, is you may be reading, and this requires so much like courage from each of us. Mm -hmm. All right, and I can't really give that to you, and somebody else can't give that to you. But it requires so much courage to go, wow, this Jesus, maybe that I've been familiar with, isn't the Jesus John is writing about. Yeah. Wow. And all is not lost, though. It isn't. And, he, and here's the thing is, it's just, you know, you might be thinking, wow, okay, this is the, we're going we're gonna to hear the Clemson Foothills Church version of who Jesus is. Except, no. What, what I'm asking you to do is to go and read and study the Bible. That's, that's what I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to sit here, like, brainlessly. It's go, oh, yeah, 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 Keith is right, and, and Keith is saying it correctly, and, and Keith knows the right way, and, and, and man, he used a Greek word last week, and two weeks ago, he must really know the real Jesus, yeah. and, and all of these things, and I'm saying, no, our primary objective that I want all of us to take here from us is, wow, I want to go and get to know the real Jesus, and where there's changes that need to be made, let's make them with humility, mm-hmm. and you want to know what, and we're going to continue to get to know Jesus, right? I mean, our whole life, we're going to continue to get to know him more, right? That's what Paul even wrote. He's like, I pray that you know him, his love, know him in a deeper way, right? So we're going to continue this process. But anyway, John's point is the, na- the identity, the personality, the man behind the name matters, not just the name, okay? So just because a guy stands up in front of the church and opens the Bible in the NIV version and uses the word Jesus in a couple verses doesn't mean he's introducing Jesus, Amen. All right? And it takes every one of us to be in our Bible. Amen. And when that Jesus isn't preached, we need to talk about it yeah. to one another, and that's really vital. So let's go back a little bit, okay? Let's... Man, we're... Uh... I'm having a clicker problem here today. <laughs> Certain things Jesus didn't have a problem with. 
You didn't have clicker problems, right? Hmm. No, we've seen that. Is it just going very, very slow back there, too? Well, so this is going into what I was just sharing with you is, is handling the Bible oftentimes is like an archaeological dig. All right. Sometimes, sometimes we have to enter it with some caution. All right. If you just went to a place and you realize, okay, there's ruins underneath us. And we want to find out how that original, you know, synagogue looked. We want to, it's like four feet below us, and we want to find out what it really looked like. And somebody's just like, sweet, I have my backhoe. <laughs> We're going to have this thing dug up in no time. All right? And you just go to work, just digging and going, come on, faster. We need to get this thing done. All right? You may draw some wrong conclusions about what the original place looked like. You're like, wow, they were horrible. Look at these holes in the ground. And you're like, no, you did that. All right? And we want to be able to take it and just go step by step. And sometimes we need to take our time and really uncover more and more. All right? Sometimes we need to stop and go, wow, let me take a look at what we have right here. Okay? And really dig into what we have. And these are, this is what Jesus taught. This is, so, so we don't take 1 John 5, 13 and go, see that right there. You just have to believe in the name of the Son of God. Meaning, like, of course I believe in him. With no change, with no repentance, with no, nothing. Okay? But he's saying, no, for five chapters, John is describing the authentic Jesus. And this is, these are a few major themes that we learned over the past few weeks. One is walking in the light. And this may have become just informational. Maybe it's been transformational. You know, as, as Van said, maybe it's been something where I've looked into the Word and I've gone, wow, I'm in the dark in some areas of my life. Which is really easy, isn't it? Do you really feel, is there any of us that are so magnificent in our spirituality that when you think of living in the dark, like, for instance, like a double life, is there anyone here that you would go, oh, I would never consider doing that? <laughs> wow, I feel, gosh, you mean people do that? All right? This is, listen, this is one of those things where the deceiver, Satan, He's like, no, 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 don't worry. You don't have to be in the light. You don't have to be transparent with your life. You don't need to talk to one another about your life. Like, throw out all the verses Jesus talked about and all the verses the apostles talked about that talk about how, amazing, how, how much we need each other and how much we need to be in the light. Amen. Like, verbally, physically, everything. And remember, John said, you know, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Have you ever felt like alienated from your brothers and sisters a little bit? You know, where you felt like, man, I'm just not clicking and things aren't working out right and I'm not feeling close and all that kind of stuff. And one of the easy things to do is to say, you know, they need to change. <laughs> like if they would change, I would connect more. Have, have you ever considered that when we're not walking in the light, fellowship is broken with one another? Like, that's a spiritual truth. 
You know, have you ever thought like, whoa, man, you know that, you mean that kind of double life I'm leading? When I get into the light, it's amazing. And many of you guys have experienced this before. You get into the light and you're like, wow, I love my brothers and sisters. Wow, man, everyone is, they got awesome all of a sudden. (laughs) What a coincidence, right? But this is the thing right there of realizing, is this the Jesus I knew and know? And not just that we talk about it here, but that our expectation of one another and our expectation of of being in Christ is that we will walk in the light. Amen. Right? That's believing in the name of the Son of God, okay? And, and you might even be thinking, I don't believe in that Jesus. I, I don't believe in, I believe in the Jesus that's just like, hey, you know what? I love you. I died for you. Go live your life. Try to do it really well and be a good person. All right? Two distinct Jesuses right there. This is kind of a bad word, right? But this is Jesus. This is the Son of God. And what he even passed along to John is, John, I want you to remind people of what I'm about. And John says, we know that we have come to know him if we really do good things. Do good things, right? That's a good message. Would would any of you ever say, Keith, that's like false teaching? Because I said it nicely. (laughs) And the truth of the matter is, is that's palatable. That's food we all like to taste is, you know what? I am going to try to be a good person. I'm going to try to do good things. I'm going to try my best. And, 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 and that's great because that's very kind of subjective. And, you know, so, boy, that's awesome. I'm glad Except that's a different Jesus. That's Jesus someone else. Jesus Miller. That's not Jesus Christ, okay? That's not the king right there, okay? Jesus is saying, as John writes, if anyone says, I know him, but doesn't do what he commands, is a liar. That's Jesus. And you think, wow, does does Jesus just want like, these oppressed people walking around like, oh gosh, don't mess up. And you're, you know, like, like slave labor, you know, like, oh, this is so horrible. You know, what's interesting is, is John is relating all of the things that Jesus tells us is going to unburden us. Amen. All right. Because when we're living a double life, that's painful. Yeah. And the closer you get to people in the light, it becomes more painful. It's painful to do that. And Jesus is saying, guys, don't do that. Walk in the light. And that doesn't, that's not saying you're perfect, but that's saying, here's who I am, and that help me be like Jesus. Amen. Obey. Like we give Jesus kind of a knock on this because we're like, oh, even Jesus, like, isn't he legalistic? Isn't he just about check, you know, checking the box and being obedient? Except the truth of the matter is, is we've all experienced this from our own parents. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're little even, hey, don't run out into the freeway. <laughs> Come on, mom. <laughs> yeah, you're such a legalist. <laughs> I can totally swing that, you know. <laughs> I can run out there. I'm not listening to you. It doesn't matter. And it's not because mom and dad were trying to keep us down. 
but they're saying, I know something you don't know. I appreciate something you may not appreciate. I've seen something that you haven't seen. All right? And so, again, it's that change. Jesus is about this, but if anyone obeys his word, this is what love for God has made complete. Can you imagine that? I've gone, wow. I'm not just obeying it just to be some kind of soldier. But going, wow, you know, God is teaching us to live this way because he knows something we don't know. Amen. He's seen something we don't know. In fact, the Satan who masquerades as an angel of light, he doesn't fool Jesus. And we're, we're just kind of changing our mind and going, is this the Jesus? Because this is how we get the entire message of what John is writing. Righteously, dear children, don't let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous, right? That, that, that's right. See, I do the right thing all the time. Murphy does the right thing all the time. Most of us try to do the right thing. Do, do you see what's wrong with my line of thinking here? I'm thinking like an American who lives in the 21st century, right? I'm going, oh, he must be saying when you're right, and, and if you're right, and you know, then, then you're right with God. And Except that, that word right there, is, that's not what it means. To be righteous is that you do the things, you live in the way that Jesus says is the right way to live. Right, that he is the ultimate, like he's the king, the, the final word, all right? And when he says, hey, listen, don't have a hint of sexual immorality, Amen. right? Don't gossip, don't quarrel, don't, you know, you, you think of those things and you're, you're going, wow, that's what Jesus, he's introducing himself even more. And he's saying, see, guys, I'm telling you um, what not to do what I think isn't right. But John actually goes in further and he says, here's what is right, though. Here's, here's what is right. Love your brother. It's not about the knots. There's plenty of those. Like, okay, hey, we know not to do things and we know not to cheat on our taxes and we know not to lie and we know not to, and we know the not to's, except John he teaches us another aspect of Jesus, which is the to-do. Amen. Like where Jesus is going, this is what is right. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light. And this is, this is a message for us today. Because really, if you're probably under 30, maybe under 25, right in there, it's the message that has been taught, even in... in mostly in Christianity, is that you want to know what? Don't get people involved in your life. Like, do it yourself, right? You need to be independent and don't trust people. Don't get people involved in your life. And so what that ultimately does, here's the beauty of that message from Satan, is that you can't love your brothers and sisters. Yeah. You can just not trust them and you can just not like them. And you can get away with all of that, all right? But if we love one another, God lives in us. All right, this is, again, this is, we're going, we're tying this all back to 1 John 5, 13. Where 
we're going, hold on a minute. This, I mean, truly following, this is the name of the Son of God right here. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. Who's the liar? It's whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Just show of hands. How many of y'all deny that? Just kidding. You know, <laughs> Bailey was like, <laughs> just kidding. We would, again, we would say, I don't deny that. Except he's Jesus, the king, the Messiah, the anointed one. There's no one else. Like there is no other authority. All authority in heaven and earth. That's who he is talking about right there. And where we end up, where it comes out, where this comes out in our life, is in how we live. In how we talk to one another. We just, we just heard four or five different passages, sections of scripture. And we're looking at those things. And one of the things, if Jesus is the Christ to me and you is that we have to share that with one another. Amen. Like we have to have hard talks sometimes. And hard talks with our friends that aren't here. Hard talks with our friends that are in church. Hard talks with our friends that aren't in church. Hard talks with, and, and not mean-spirited, but the idea of we really, like, let's proclaim the real Jesus. Yeah. Like to sit down and go, see, this, is, this really is life to the full. When we follow Jesus, when we don't, it becomes very heavy. And burdensome. When it's another Jesus. There's no life. It's boring. Right? It's missing something. I write these things to you. You know, hear, hear that. I write these things to you. Who believe in the name of the Son of God. There may be a little tweak that needs to happen with each and every one of us. Amen. To go, wow, you know what? I, man, the name of Jesus, wow, he, I, need, I forgot about the righteousness. I, I forgot about the obedience. Wow, I, I forgot about those things. And as Van shared, and Van did a great job with the communion, as Van shared, God isn't going, I'm going to put you in the doghouse for a little bit until you learn your, learn your lesson. It's the idea of what you... You've forgotten, and you're changing the way you're thinking? Amen. Yeah, awesome. That's what I'm asking. It's that simple. It's not like perfect, just perfect uh, conformity to everything. But it's the humility of me and you reading about Jesus and excavating the Word of God. Amen. Right? Every morning excavating it and going, wow, I, man, I, I didn't think that. I'm changing that. I'm changing how I think about this. And it may be scary and it may be refreshing Amen. and it may be all of in between all of that. But that's what we're being called to do. And he says, but remember, here's the thing. You know, Wednesday night we got to see Julian baptized into Christ, right? That was so cool, man. I mean, right there and down in the lake. And, uh, you know, you think the message here. Um, you know, we got to see Sean baptized a couple weeks ago. And you remember when you were baptized into Christ. 
and made Jesus Lord. Like it was for real. It wasn't like, oh, this is what the Clemson Foothills Church says to do. It was like, no, no, no. Man, Jesus is calling me to turn, make him Lord, and be washed of my sins and to get the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm being called to do. All right? And he's not saying it so he'll ruin your life. He's saying, remember, man, eternal life is going to be awesome. Like, really think about that. Like, there's going to be, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not a Christian, there's going to be hard days in your life, in my life, all right? But Jesus is the only one that really offers anything of any hope of saying, guys, remember, on the worst day you have on earth, I want you to remember that you do believe in the name of the Son of God and you do have eternal life. I want you to remember that. And as we said a couple weeks ago, it may be applicable that there needs to be repentance because you may go, I never knew that Jesus. I never never humbled myself and submitted to myself to him in baptism to make him Lord. I never did that. And that's what's great about that is because that can be changed. Like, it's not like go climb the highest mountain in North America and then go and, you know, do all of these hard things. He's saying, no, just turn and surrender and be humble and make me Lord. All right. Because every second of every day after that, I want you to remember that, you know, you have eternal life. And so even when it's the hardest, isn't it great to know, man, Okay, I'm about to, you know, we've all been there before. I'm about to confess this sin. You know, I'm sure Van was even thinking about that with communion. I'm about to say this in front of this group of people here. And they may think a lot of different things. But there's one thing that's going to be awesome is when we are in heaven together. And there isn't anybody that's going to go, hey, Dave, you remember when you confessed that thing? Man, you were such a loser. <laughs> Man, I never had respect for you again. I never, I couldn't even believe you. You're such, you know, that conversation will not happen. Because we'll be like, really? I'm not talking about anything. Did I sneak in? You know, you don't want like God going, hold on. Uh, 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 how'd you get here? <laughs> you know, but I'm here. All right, that's okay. However we get in there, but. But that's John of being ultra-challenging. Amen. But we cannot really get the heart of this if we don't remember that eternal life is what's real to God. Amen. Okay, so that's vitally important as we dig into this. So what do you need to do? Uh, ben summed it up best last week, I think, man, when he preached. He's like, you know, Ben just gave us like the practicals right off the bat. Well, what do I do? Tell me like the three specific things that will apply to every human being in this room right here, okay? And Ben did a really good job of that. He's like, here's what you do. Read your Bible. <laughs> Obey your Bible. <laughs> Pray. Love one another. All right? What do you need to do? Talk. Come together and like open your Bible and talk and study and learn these things. And, and, you know, as, as he brought up last week that I thought was really great is some of those things are the most neglected things in our spiritual life. Yeah. Like, we want the thing like, no, tell me something great to do. Right. You know, well, read the Bible and obey it. No! <laughs> I'm talking about something awesome, right? Right. But just going back to those basics. And, 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 and so anyway, that's the same practical. And it's always yeah. going to be the same practical. Yeah. Let me get in there to the real Jesus, get, let him sink into my heart, and then share him with other people and love one another through the process.